Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is confident, but they hear the what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this man, we just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. If you're watching the YouTube special of our episode today, um, as you know, we've been referencing that quite a bit lately. You see that Sean and I both wore bull shirts today, and we're like, you know what? The bubble starts up tomorrow for real. Let's wear a team that's nowhere close to it. Not even close to the bubble. Yeah, thank God. Actually, you know what? They're probably all pretty okay with that, I imagine. They're like, you know what? I'd... Well, if we get this second bubble, apparently it's going to be in Chicago. Well, that makes it much easier. They don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Here's my opinion of they do a second bubble. We didn't touch on this last week, and I really wanted no, to. I forgot about it. Yeah, exactly. If we're going to do a second bubble, we obviously know the Warriors will just like run through everybody because they'll have everyone healthy, and all those guys want to play. Um, but it should be for the lottery. That should be the lottery, is the second bubble determines, like, and once the Wizards get knocked out of the real bubble, send them to the fake bubble to quarantine for two weeks. Put I them think- in that. I, I love the idea of teams fighting for the number one pick. Isn't that great? It's it like the so Royal good. Rumble. It is so good. And it needs to be a one-game elimination tournament. Yes. Like straight March Madness style. Straight like. March Madness. You we know, didn't get March Madness this year, so do no, it with the second bubble. I'll be honest with you. That's, that's one of the best damn ideas you've thought of, Tim. Let's, let's push that shit. That's I a, agree. That's, that's a great one. I love that. I think it's must-see TV. Mm-hmm. I think it it kills the the tanking a little yes. bit, you know, especially towards the end of the season where it becomes completely unbearable when like players that should be playing have mysterious hip injuries. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're seeing uh, like the Pistons play like the Kings for like the three the number three pick. You're like, this is fun. Yeah, see, I would be totally okay with that. It's it, it knock it out. You know, the first, you know. Uh, do the seating on it. Whoever, whoever, uh, you know, whoever wins and loses, you, you can go all the way. What, what do they go to? Uh, what do the lottery picks go to? 12? 14. 14. 14. I'm sorry. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, so to know. put in context, eight of the teams in Orlando right now will pick in the lottery. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's. Here's my it, other idea. Yeah. So you know how, like, the East is basically, like, crumbled, right? No. Yeah, like tell so, me about it. Inform me. <laughs> I mean, you know how like the Brooklyn Nets are sending a team they didn't even have in the regular season to Orlando. They're sending their D squad. Dude, no, there wasn't even their D squad. These guys didn't even have contracts. Yeah, it was a bunch of a bunch of retired guys. <laughs> yeah, they're like <laughs> they bringing Michael Beasley, and, and he's got it. <laughs> do you think it was like that scene in Major League when they're like going through like the roster for opening day, and they're like Ricky Vaughn, <laughs> Willie Mays Hayes, Willie Mays Hayes. Who the hell are these guys? You, you just made, was like, you, you made me just want to watch that. It's been it's been a little while since I've seen it. So, so my idea was because we know the six teams that are going to make like the East, like those first six are actually like good basketball teams, like they matter. Yeah. You so saw that like Milwaukee through Indiana group. I would have done this. I would have said to hell with the seven and eight. I would have one and two get a bye, three plays six, four plays five, best of three. Those two teams that win the two games, they advance. The lower seed plays the Bucks. The higher seed plays the Raptors. I, I love it. Wouldn't I mean like seriously? Let's, so on the West, I get it because there's 
10 teams in the West who are really good. Like, 11 yeah. if you count Portland. Portland yeah. definitely has a chance to get that eight spot. Absolutely. But, like, on the East, six teams. Then you get that Miami-Philadelphia game we've all been wanting. Like, we all want that series. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. no disrespect to Indiana. I'm happy Victor is going to play. I'm happy Indiana's there. I love their team. Yeah, but same. Drop to the sixth seed. Let Philly take that five. Let's get that Miami-Philly series going. Actually, the Miami-Indiana will be fun, too, because it's seven games of Jimmy Butler versus TJ Warren. I like that, too. I like, yeah. I, I like where and they don't like each other. Can... No. No. <clears throat> right. that's, that's the best kind of basketball. So I cut off Howard Beck's pod this week, the full 48, before they got into a commissioner for a day. So I don't know if I took any of their ideas. If any of our listeners want to tell me if they did say those, that's fine. Um, I just want to let you know, I actually literally just came up with these, like, on the way on, to on the, the fly. house. On the yes. fly. Yes, but we got so into it. It was such a fun start to the show, just talking about this. Thing. It's better than last week. We are talking about Ghostbusters posters and Limp Bizkit posters, and I got hey, no, my... No, no shame. I'm back at my girlfriend's house, so I have the Michael Jordan poster in the background again. No shame. Um, yeah. But, like I said, second bubble needs to be for something if they're going to do it. <laughs> that was the whole point I had there. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. I hope people agree with me. Uh, but, John, let's talk about one of those teams that would be in the second bubble if the second bubble were to exist. And also, this correlation to our T-shirts today. As Tom Thibodeau has been recently announced to be the head coach of the New York Knicks. I, uh, a move that was telegraphed long ago. This is like that, like, Fred Hoiberg taking over for Tom Thibodeau, like, where you're like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's... Yeah, when they said they were going to go out and make a thoughtful and long due process to, to find <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, it was what a joke. Yeah, so Tibbs is coaching the Knicks, who... No Jason Kidd, though. No Jason Kidd. Yeah. No Jason yeah. Kidd. Jason Kidd got snubbed. <laughs> no Kenny Atkinson. No Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that, you know, cause you know, I'd like to see him in a certain team, you know, in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I would too. They inevitably get rid of their clown of a coach. Is it inevitable anymore though? Is it? Because it seems like they're like, the more you're hearing the front office talk, the more it's like, Oh no, no, we, we really like him. And it's they, like, they no, they, no, they, they don't like him. They like money. Yeah. They don't want to pay anybody else. That's that's where that is. They are notoriously cheap and they have an actual living clown as a coach. <laughs> I yes. like he's he would legit walk out with a clown nose and I'd be like, Yeah, that's Jim Boylan. Yeah, that's that's him. There he is. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna make some guys do some push ups up for the game, probably. <laughs> so anyway, Tibbs is kind of getting like an okay young group it's not awesome like i don't think if i was like yeah. something like the top five young groups together they'd be there um i like mitch robinson a lot i think as yeah. far as like tibbs defense that's a perfect anchor mm -hmm. um i like i mean i obviously know i like rj barrett i think post all-star game he was really good this year but i still don't necessarily know if he's you know top level nba player NBA 2K sure thinks he is. Yes, they do. They think Bull Bull is too, which, you know what, right now in scrimmages? I'm maybe. okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, he's fun. Sure. He's fun for sure. And, um, you know, this whole, like, Kevin Knox was so bad this year. <laughs> I thought the Mavs already ruined Dennis Smith Jr., and then the Knicks ruined him more. Yeah, yeah. And they, they took away his thirst for basketball. Yeah, and then Frankie Ditalikina, who I think, like, if you put him on, 
let's say like we put him on like who's a good who's a decently good team like Miami. Okay. Let's put him on Miami. Who are always put everybody on Miami. So this this is sure. works. This is perfect. Is a great potential fifth starter, lead defensive guy on a team like that. A great perimeter defender. But like my number one point guard, not so certain. No. Um so Rachel, you know, Howard Beck kind of made this point on the low post uh, when I was listening to it today, and I kind of agree with it. It seems like the Knicks are doing the same thing they've done now for 20 years, where instead of hiring the good developing coach, they just, like, see the name, and they're like, that's him. They always go for the name coach. Right. Always, no matter what. And it's, you know, trying to attract these star players who come to New York, which, like, you're the New York Knicks, like – you have Madison Square Garden. You're in the most beautiful city in the world, and you guys still can't get people to go there. So, like, what changes now that Tom Thibodeau is there? Because the last few things we've heard is that everything went wrong in Minnesota. Um, you know, he paid. He was the executive, so he paid Towns. He paid Wiggins. He told Butler, "Don't worry, your time's coming. You're going to get your money." And Butler was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> and then in Chicago, it was like, "Hey, you have to play Derek," and he was like. Yeah, I I have to play Derek. Right. <laughs> so, you know, he's got a five-year deal, so it seems like... And everyone's kind of saying, like, well, you know, this is the Knicks showing that they're going to be patient. Like, no, the Knicks are not patient. We've learned this... Okay, we've had this pod now for how long? This is our fifth summer? Yes. Whoa. Yes. How many head coaches have the Knicks had in that time frame? Off the top of my head. Jeff Hornacek. Oh, man, I already forgot about Jeff. <laughs> David, Fis- David Fisdale. Fisdale. Tibbs. Tibbs. And we're missing one or two more. We I are. know we are. We Not are. to mention, we, were, we started during the whole Phil Jackson triangle era that ruined Carmelo Anthony's tenure with the Knicks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, and I'll be honest with you, Tim, I'm not sure if Tom Thibodeau um, – I have no faith was the was the correct choice for this team i mean tibbs obviously has a reputation yeah um over uh over the last couple years and i i predicted a couple years ago that he would no longer be he would never be a lead or a head coach again and um you know it's uh we forgot Derek fisher that's who it was we forgot Derek fisher and wait wait kurt rambus so since 2016. So we're talking about 2016. Derek Fisher, Kurt Rambis, Jeff Hornacek, Dave Fisdale, and currently Mike Miller. That's five coaches. Five coaches since we've been doing this show. It's sad, really. Yes. <laughs> Man, it's, like, ah. Uh. Um, but like I was saying, I think, uh, I think um, he has a reputation. The problem with Tibbs is – when he became a lead coach for the head coach for the first time in Chicago, um, he had a lot of respect because he was coming off of obviously a couple years back that championship season with the Celtics as the guy who anchored that whole team to a title. But he had Um, the best big man defender of all time. He, he did. He absolutely did. And he turned Joakim Noah into the best player that Joakim Noah ever was. Uh, Mm -hmm. one, one year he was third in MVP voting. Um, and there was, there was no way that any Vinny Del Negro was going to make Joakim Noah that, that great. Right. Um, he did, he did get the best out of those players, but they all bought in at that time. And that was the perfect lightning in the bottle moment for, for Tom Thibodeau. 
going to um, Minnesota, the mess with Jimmy Butler and and taking over. He was the, was the vice president of operations. Was that what he? Yeah. yeah which w- that's not going to be a thing anymore. Um, and then he's taken this like two year sabbatical, um, going around, uh, kind of observing what other coaches are doing. I just don't see a world where these guys on this team are going to completely buy into to what he's selling at this point. This is a last ditch effort um, for him. Obviously, he's chasing the check and he wants to he wants to coach again. I don't blame him, man. It's no, not at all. He's he's an obsessed man. He's he's a lifelong bachelor. He just loves basketball. He is a uh, he is a hoops fiend. I. I I love his work ethic as a coach. I love it, but he grinds people into the ground and he has a reputation for that. And you, you don't know, say, yeah. And you know, honestly, if he was going to go out and coach a team, I would say the Knicks probably are an okay bet just because they're younger. Yeah. And he has a shot at that. Um, he can't get on a veteran team and, and grind the hell out of them anymore. So and they're not going to take it. I'm the opposite. I feel like he needs, I feel like he needs veterans. I feel like what was really hurting him was like, so when you go to Chicago, obviously those guys are young, Rose, Noah, Butler, Gibson, but they had those like Richard Hamilton, Kyle Korver kind of guys around to kind of push those guys. And the talent level that that bull squad compared to this Knicks squad is, you know, Oh, way get, different. Yeah, an Eastern way Conference different. title team versus versus the Knicks. Yeah, versus <laughs> God, I hope we get Lamella Ball. Like exactly, is what they're, you know exactly. And, and you know what? That's another. That's another huge factor. Um, you know, probably going into this, if he gets a crack at a uh, at a star point guard like Lamelo, I mean, who wouldn't want to coach Lamelo Ball? Yeah, I saw that they were like, well, they might put an offer together to try to get Chris Paul. I'm like, what is Sam Presti going to take for Chris Paul? Like what? Any, I don't, any anything possible he's gonna rob somebody blind yeah he's like all right you want chris paul fine give me four first round draft picks four first round draft and picks. mitchell robinson i would like a a lifelong gift card to chipotle that gets yes. me in there every single week um i'm gonna want slushies mm-hmm. every friday <laughs> forever you know and they'll be like okay when i go to new york to play the knicks i want a car an suv <laughs> at 74 degrees 74 degrees perfect <laughs> At this point, I'm just quoting Elf. Um, but <laughs> so, you know, obviously, like, like you said, one, I have no issues with Tibbs wanting to coach still. Two, I have no issue with anyone ever taking the next job because if you are the guy that gets it right, like, you're the guy forever, you know, like. But, but let's, I mean, <laughs> let's be completely honest and look, with you. I like Leon Rose. I like World Wide West. I like that they're part of this. I want the Knicks to be good again. I don't like the Knicks. They're not my team at all. I mean, obviously by the looks of like our shirts and the nineties and everything, but like, I they just had, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say this in the last 20 years, the Knicks <laughs> have had 13 coaches. And here's the sad thing. How many of those were Jeff Van Gundy? Uh, he was just there for one year. Oh, in the last 20. Yeah. In the last 20, he was there and he left in 2001. Okay. So, so they've had 13 coaches, including Jeff Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy since 2000. So, I mean, it's just, it's just wild to me. And Herb Williams was Forgot the about that. They gave, they gave Herb the job. Liddy Wilkins had the job briefly, and then they gave it back to Herb. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, 
you know, it's like Isaiah Thomas, I think, was in there. Isaiah Thomas was there for two years. That was a disaster. I mean, they are just not a they are a, a poorly run front office team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, you know, not I mean, they're worse than Chicago. I mean, we talk about that all the time, but they are one of the worst run um, front offices in the league. And I don't think there is any I don't think there is any allure for any young player to play at Madison Square Garden because they have as as young as you know an 18 19 year old coming into the league they've never seen the Knicks be good they're the Clippers the way that we looked at the Clippers growing up right you know what I mean which were the trash team for decades yeah but at least the Clippers had like cool dudes like there were dudes that you were like I love watching watching Q Rich play I love watching Darius Miles. Play. Yeah, but every but yeah, but but all those years were still sad though. Every they were. single one of them. I agree. Every single one of them. I mean, and you look back at the 90s, it's like, well, we got Pooh Richardson, you know, so it's it's yeah, you know, I mean, that's 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 what the, the the young the young players are thinking right now. They don't want to go there. Um, you know, and there was I mean, just think about the optimism that we saw just uh last year, a year ago you know, uh, this summer, uh, watch it all thought, go to Brooklyn. We, we were going to get Zion Williams, <laughs> Zion Williamson. We were going to get, uh, we were going to get Kyrie Irving and we were going to get Kevin Durant and we were going to the finals and they didn't get any of that. Nope. And they went to Brooklyn. <laughs> and they went to Brooklyn. It went to Brooklyn. You know what though? Knicks fans. It's okay. Something's going to happen with that team too. I, I don't, I know everybody's all like, Oh, well, they got Kevin Durant and they got Kyrie. I'm like, Kyrie's poison. And, and Kevin Durant, I mean, he's coming off an Achilles injury, which is, is difficult to come off of. So it's like, I think he's the, the player. I think he's think, the player that's fine. He's, you think he's the one player that's fine. Okay. I'll buy it. I'll buy it when I see it. But regardless, Dude, he's, he's Kevin Durant. Like he, I know he's one of the greatest players of all time. So I get it. Dominique but, did the same thing. Dominique came back from his injury. He was still a very damn good basketball player. Yeah. And then he went to the Clippers, uh, the Celtics, and then Greece. <laughs> But it wasn't – he was okay. He was okay. He, he yeah. lost a step. He wasn't the human highlight film in those last years after he tore that. But Well, most of those dunkers aren't. You know that's what I true. mean? Like, that's true. Kevin Durant's not known for his dunking. But I'm just saying there's a lot of question marks with that team regardless. Um, so, uh, you know, I, the Knicks, the Knicks uh, they have Tom Thibodeau now. You know, they're in a, a decent position, obviously, to get a top draft pick. Although if um, they were in that tournament that you just made up a couple minutes ago, um, I don't know if they'd be able to win that to get the number one pick. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, right. uh, so if you were a betting man Which, and you are not, no, you are not, not one bit, <laughs> but if you were, how long does Tibbs last at Madison Square Garden? Two years. Two years? I like your optimism. Okay. I think – here's why. Okay. So we obviously know this year's a week free agents class. Like, we know there's, like, not a whole lot to talk oh. about. Oh, it's the bad. The best player who's going to be available, I think, is DeMar DeRozan at this point. And it's, there's, you know, looking like a good chance he signs back with the Spurs. So it's sounds, like – Sounds like it. Sounds yeah. like it. I mean, because Andre Drummond's going back to Cleveland because it's like, yeah, I'm going to make $28 million. Like – wouldn't it be cool if he somehow got back to Toronto, though? <laughs> DeRozan? That would yeah, be sweet. That would be, like, the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Um, you know, but, like, 
I don't think Dick's fans are to be too excited about getting Bryn Forbes. Sorry. Don't think so. I think the Bulls might get Bryn Forbes, and I'm not excited about Bryn Forbes. Like, I think it's LaMelo or Bust for the, uh, for the Knicks. Yes, and that's what I'm getting to is, you know, if you get like this, if you get LaMelo Ball, which, you know, I've heard from people tell me the Knicks are, are getting the first pick, and it's like, if that happens, we know this thing really is rigged to an extent. We say that every year. We say that year. If this happens, it's rigged. And know? guess what? The last time it looked rigged was when the Bulls won it. So, hey, it worked out well for everyone involved. Yes, I agree. Um, and then the other part is you know, he's going to have an opportunity to kind of like try to make something happen to get some guys. And I'm not saying he's going to because, you know, obvious reasons. It's the Knicks. But I think that they're going to give him a chance to kind of like prove himself. They're going to try to make some sort of trade, whether it's Chris Paul, like I talked about earlier, whether the Rockets are like, Oh, this Russell Westbrook thing, maybe isn't really working out. Maybe we can try to get him. Or if it's, you know, any guy that like is going to have like a weird situation. So I think that's the case, but I just, you know, two years, I think, you know, you're optimistic. I think that's too little just because it's, you know, the Knicks. I, I could see you two years, but I could also see one year if it, it you know. What if they get Lamelo? If they what get Lamelo, what is Levar Ball versus Tom Thibodeau like? I'm interested to see that dynamic. Do we do this as a pay per view boxing match? No, no. Because is it on this Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. card? Yes, yes, with Nate. <laughs> yes. I love how it's like an exhibition. Like, is this Rocky? Like, are we doing these exhibition fights? Like, yeah, like these are these are like the fights that he got in in Rocky Balboa when it was a you know, right. you know, hypothetical fight. If you could still fight, would you want to fight? Yeah. Mason the Line Dixon. Mason the Line Dixon. <laughs> yeah. So, I I guess we can go to the next topic now. We spent way too much time talking about the Knicks, which seems to happen every time they come up. Every summer we do this. Yes, and. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Lou Will going to Magic City. <laughs> yeah. Now <laughs> to get some wings. Yes. Now <laughs> I, I bring this up because you and I are ones who have not spent quality time at a gentleman's club. We are, that is not something we have done. I've, I've never done that. Same. Never been. I've never done that. So that's. But your mother is from that area, the general vicinity where she's currently staying. What are you insinuating? <laughs> Have you heard any discussions about these wings in Magic City when you've been visiting your mom, Sean? Not from I, your mom, not from your stepdad, but from anyone, sure. any of the neighbors? No, I was, I was unaware of the existence of Magic City until this last week. So. <laughs> Which, like, every NBA player has been like, yeah, dude, those wings are great. Like, <laughs> Everybody's been there, and they've gotten those wings. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Orlando in November. I think I might just ask my girlfriend if we could just swing up there for some food. Yeah, sounds sanitary. Yeah. <laughs> During a pandemic, where else would you rather be? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh. Uh, so, obviously, it doesn't hurt the basketball portion of this too much because he's only out two, two or three games, I think. And... Uh, obviously one of those is tomorrow night when they play the Lakers. So that's good news for the Lakers. But is this like, okay, so I'm a little back and forth on it. Do I understand like the qualifications the NBA went to? Absolutely. They know they're taking a huge risk even playing right now. 
but they've done it better than everyone else. Obviously, CC, yeah. Marlins, comma, Miami. Um, <laughs> but also, like, where's the, the limit, you know? Like, I know they talked about putting it, you know, there's a ton of businesses for, like, takeout inside the bubble players can order from. Um, apparently, like, he had left because there was a death in the family or it was, like, a, rel- it was, like, a close relative or something like that. Um, you're, Matt, your cam is crazy today. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's it keeps tipping over. It's like, did you say something about Magic City Wings? Yeah, it's just it just it just has a mind of its own. <laughs> yeah, can you get those on DoorDash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being the DoorDash driver. It's got to go to Magic City to get wings, and I, I got to take this to the bubble, guys. Lou will sent me. <laughs> <laughs> they can't come back. I think it was like Jack Harlow, the rapper that like exposed that he was there. I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> the it was, Louisville it was, rapper. Jack Harlow, mind you. He, Shout he's out Kentucky. From, he's, he's from Louisville. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, okay. okay. Have you listened to him? I have not. I'm unaware he's, of his existence. He's pretty damn good. Big Same. fan. Same. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, right now, so the Clippers are going to this first game. If I remember correctly, Montrezl Harrell's not available either. So That's what the, I heard. Yeah, he, yeah he's so, out as well. Because he's doing a family emergency, I believe. Yes, he has a family um, emergency as well. Which, by the way, I totally messed up last week when we did our awards. I should have had Montrose Harrell win sixth man over Dennis Schroeder. He's I'm, for sure the sixth man. I am totally okay with that as well. Yeah, I messed that up. Um, but I think uh, when it comes down to it, man, like, I don't necessarily know if this really affects the Clippers much or more than it's just, like, a funny story. Because even Lou Wills played into it. He's like, people are, like, trying to defend him. And he's, like, quoting, he's like, let it go. Just enjoy the memes that are going to be made about me. And like <laughs> Jalen Jacoby have a full fledged, like free Lou will segment on their show every day right now. Of course they do. Yes. That doesn't it, surprise me at all. The, yesterday I was watching and they were talking, it was like, they it was like the world's greatest Lou Williams moments. <laughs> of course. Of course. Which is just awesome. Um, honestly, really with his time with Toronto, I think we're the best Raptors jerseys besides obviously the dinosaur. Like, do you remember that? Like, they had those, like, kind of, like, black ones with, like, the purple outline on the number. Yeah, those pretty, were fine. Yeah, those, those were fine. cool. I dug yeah. them. Um, but, I don't know. Do you, like, care about this story? Do you just think it's ridiculous? Like, where it's are you a, with it's, it? It's a great story. It's yes. a great story. Uh, it's a fun one, too. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, these are things that we knew were going to uh, arise, you know. Uh, it's a little bit more of a colorful one. But, um, you know, I – the NBA is taking precaution. Yeah. They've tested people twice over the last week or so, and none of the players have had coronavirus. So everything that they're doing is working. And I really think, you know, you know, I've said it before. I think, I think the NBA, it's a very well organized league for the most part. And I feel like the players are typically all on the same page. Um, for the most part are kind of leaning the same way. Um, and, you know, I think this is, this is really working out. I mean, especially, you know, we talked about this, you just kind of mentioned a little earlier, the, the Marlins um, who yesterday was reported, they have to suspend their season because what they have 15 people on there. So far, it's something crazy like that. Cause the other that's, day alone, it was eight really players high. and two coaches. It's really high. And, you know, being that they're down in Florida right now, where it's just the, you know, it, it was, it was New York when, when, when you went there a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, uh, Dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Same, same kind of situation. So, um, um, you know, 
baseball is not able to do everything that that the NBA the NBA is a very special situation. They were proactive in going down negotiating this season with Walt Disney World paying 1.5 million dollars a day for 150 days I believe. <laughs> yeah, they're doing like a village which is like 150 million they're they're spending I think on renting out Disney World but if this works and people tune in and it sounds like and it looks like they're they're getting creative with the with putting crowd faces on screens and oh that looks so creepy yeah it is it is but they're doing they are being as innovative as they most possibly can about this whole this whole experiment and uh you know say what you will about professional basketball but they're gonna be back in business tomorrow and or today when you're listening to this and it's uh people have really been looking forward to it yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I, I mean, I've watched a ton of I watched more scrimmage games than I did preseason games. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've kind of I've watched a couple of scrimmages. I'm kind of trying to stay away right now because I'm just like it doesn't count. J.R. Smith's playing. I gotta watch. I know Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith. I get nope, you. just J.R. Smith. Just, just J.R. Just J.R. You're not we all know I love J.R. I, I I'm I'm liking what Dion Waiters has brought. Okay, I think that everyone's freaking out with this whole Avery Bradley Rajon Rondo thing, but I'm like. Sure, I understand the defensive side of this, but like, look at all the scoring they have on their bench now. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's it's fun, and they still have some other fun fan favorites like Caruso, obviously. Yeah, did you see? Um, that's a very good point. Did you see that thing that on the uh, Giannis and his two brothers? Because you know, Thanasis is playing with the Bucks, Costas yeah. is always playing with the Lakers. Rachel Nichols played Uno with them, and like Giannis was like, "Yeah, I hope the Lakers make the finals." He's like, "I want to play the Lakers in the finals." Because obviously his brother's on the other side, and yeah, the as we called it, the Kareem Abdul Jabbar Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to what they're gonna do. Um, especially these first these these last seeding games are gonna be very important. Um, but um, you know, I, you know, everybody's glad that, that professional basketball is gonna be back. Um, and you know, we're gonna be getting playoffs and the NBA really, really worked hard to, to make this possible in a completely impossible situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I got to give them credit, you know, I got to give them credit cause I've been super skeptical and this could still, there could still something, this could happen. go wrong. This could totally go wrong, you know, but tomorrow we're getting actual basketball that counts. Uh, we're getting, uh, or today, I should say, if you're listening to it, jazz and Pelicans, <laughs> Yeah, and Lakers Clippers, and these are great games to watch. I mean, these are these are great games we're gonna get. Um, and Friday we got a full slate: uh, Magic Nets, Suns Wizards, Celtics Bucks. You know, Grizzlies Trailblazers. Like these are all like fun, fun games that we're gonna be seeing over the next the next couple days. So um, Saturday's a blast too. Saturday, yeah. Heat this nuggets. is like the best NBA AAU of all time. It is. You got Lakers, Raptors, Sixers, Pacers, Jazz, Thunder, Pelicans, Clippers. I mean, these are all good games. Um, you know, the only the only thing, um, you know, games with the Wizards are just going to be kind of like whatever. <laughs> like Suns, Wizards on Friday night. Like, uh, you know, that's not going to be a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm not like rushing to get home 
to watch that by any means. No, yeah. you're right. And they're and they're cramming them in, so and they're having matinees on a Friday, and they know. I love it. Their people are at home right now. I'm unfortunately not one of those people, but you know, I it, I don't need to rush home for Sons Wizards. I don't have to. You know? I already asked my girlfriend if I could set up the Apple TV in this office room, so I can just watch games while I work on Friday. There you go. Yeah, excited. Um, so let's kind of talk about. Let's talk about those two games first, kind of get your thoughts and predictions on that, because I don't know, man. I feel like maybe this is the inner Bulls fan in me. Maybe it's just because they're not a fun organization, but I've just never really cared for the Utah Jazz. And even now when they're pretty damn good, they have like a formidable franchise player. I still don't necessarily love them. Um, Obviously, Rudy Gobert kind of soured the basketball season for a lot of people. Um, but if it wasn't him, really, it would have been somebody else. Right. You know, and like, but I just don't find him to be like a likable player. Like, it's not even the fact that he's just like a big man, a standard center. It's just like, you know, a lot of people are debating about all NBA right now. And I don't know if I have him as one of my three centers. I know a lot of people do, and I get it, but like, is he really a defensive player of the year this year over Giannis and Anthony Davis? Like, uh, I don't, oh, oh, no. I don't no. think so. No. Like, if Giannis or Anthony Davis win it, I go, okay, sure. I mean, technically, if Gobert does win it, I'm like, I get it, but I don't think he's been better than those two. Sure. Um, so, obviously, everyone wants to see the Pelicans win this. Everyone wants to see the Pelicans in the playoffs. Remember, they only have to be within three games of the eighth seed to yeah. get like to get that play that play in uh, tournament, which I love that idea, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, you get a best of three, and say it's the Grizzlies, a best of three Zion versus Ja. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So I want to see the Pelicans win this game. Um, I still don't necessarily know if they do, but I will say I do think the Pelicans have more playmakers than the Jazz because Mike Conley has been really bad this year. And maybe this time off is going to be good for him. I don't know. But, you know, when they're throwing, you know, I like that Gobert, Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Mike Conley situation. But after that, it's like, heh. Where on the other end, you've got Zion, you've got Brandon Ingram, you've got Lonzo. You know, you've got J.J. Redick. You've got, you know, Josh Hart. You've got yeah. all these, these, these scorers. So, and then, you know, and remember, home court doesn't mean shit here. It doesn't matter because there is none. No, there is no home court. So there's that, – and that's going to be one of the most interesting dynamics uh, that, that people – I don't think people are really talking enough about, um, especially when we get down to, like, the nitty-gritty when we get to the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and regular NBA Finals. So New Orleans uh, is two-and-a-half-point favorites tomorrow. Okay. I think I would take them. I think I would take that back. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to – I will take New Orleans um, uh, any time and day at this point. They, you know, it's, I'm, I'm excited for them. Now, is Zion playing? Yes. He is playing tomorrow. He just okay. so happened to miraculously clear quarantine just in time for the games to start. Seems a little suspect, but you know what? The NBA, they, they got to have him out there tomorrow, and I, and I applaud that decision. And I have no issues with it at all. <laughs> yeah, you know, I will turn a blind eye to that just to, uh, just to see Zion play and see what he's going to give us. Um, obviously, We're obviously the- joking. He very well – I think he did get back in time for them to kind of have the four days that he needed. But, like, it is really funny timing. Sure, sure. And then, of course, uh, Lakers-Clippers tomorrow at, or at 9 o'clock on, uh, on Thursday. Um, this, is, uh, this is quite the game to, to throw these two teams into. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not going to act like this is a big deal, but Kawhi has not shot the ball well in these scrimmages yet. He's shot like 23% from three or something like that. Um, you know, this team hasn't played a whole lot together with their regular group as far as like Paul George, him. Um, you know, you're probably looking at a situation where Pat Bev is obviously going to be the starting point guard. Your size is still a question because especially now that Montrezl Harrell's gone for a little bit. The Lakers are four-point favorites in this game. I like the Lakers doing this one, not just as a – what do we call – do we call me a Lakers fan at this point or we just say, like, we like the team? Is that – how do we do this now? You can do whatever you want, man. It's a free country. Yeah, I know, but, like – You can like whoever you want. Yeah. You can it, back whoever you want. You can be a bandwagon fan. What does it matter? Just something about LeBron versus Doc Rivers in a game that matters. I don't know. It just seems, like, right, doesn't it? Like It does. It does. Yeah, and um, we know Anthony Davis is playing. Yeah. He is wearing goggles. Goggles. Anthony, so he is Kareem, Kareem Anthony Abdul, Davis. Kareem Anthony Davis, yes. Kareem Anthony Davis. What's up with the goggles? Do we get any explanation behind that? So he's been having some eye, eye problems. Okay. Uh, I, where like, I, not, I support the goggles. I support yes. it. I'm all for goggles. Go like, for it. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. We grew up in Cincinnati, so Chris Sabo, like that was the thing for us. That was the thing, man. We we didn't we didn't blink an eye to that. You know, he was he was a he was a god in Cincinnati in the nineties. Yeah, so I think I'll take the Pelicans and the Lakers to win the first two games. Um I think the Pelicans are really gonna make a run at Memphis. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And uh it'll make it interesting. Um both teams uh right now are a lot of fun to watch too. Mm-hmm. At the moment, and, uh, you know, they're both good teams. They're both teams that are, uh, I think, either one of those teams, if either of those guys make it, uh, you know, it's good for the league. Agreed. Um, I think Portland's going to win a decent amount of games, these eight games, don't get me wrong, but for them to catch up to the other two teams, let me pull it up real quick, I think they have to win, like, six of eight or something crazy like that like it's yeah and there has to be pretty, some, some luck on there and also with losses probably on the other side so right and i'm not saying it's not possible because look you know when you look at a team in this situation where you've got to win five six of eight games you've got damian lillard who is potentially first team all nba this year. oh i'm sorry i have it wrong so portland and new orleans are both three and a half games behind memphis oh okay but portland's schedule if i remember correctly is pretty tough is it? Yeah. So let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Now, uh, um, so Portland is, you should say two and a half games up? They're, yeah. So they're, they're tied with right now because you have to be within three games to get the play in tournament. So here's what they, here's what Portland's going against to kind of start like all this. So they got Memphis in the first game, which is a must win. You have to win that game. Yep. Like, if you want to be alive, like, you have to win the game, especially with New Orleans right behind you. Yeah. But then listen to this, man. Boston, Houston, Denver, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Mavericks, the Nets. One of those, ga- one of those games I can, gar- I can say, like, yes, so I guarantee they'll win the game. Those other seven that we just talked about, like, yeah. those aren't easy games at all. No, that's going to be a definite uh, steep climb up a hill. Yeah, whereas let's look at – so let's look at what Memphis has in their eight games. So like we mentioned, Portland, San Antonio, New Orleans, Utah, Oklahoma City, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee. Still pretty tough. Like, not easy. Yeah, I mean, we got to think the majority of these teams that are there are good. 
Right. There, there are some, a couple of bad teams in this, in this mix, but there's not many of them. But here's why I think New Orleans gets it. Utah, Clippers, Grizzlies, Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, Magic is their they, last five. They do have the easiest schedule out of the other, out of the three. So if you just manage to win, because they don't have to play the Blazers. Like, they don't have to worry about that head-to-head. Yeah. So if you get, you get that Grizzlies game, you're in the, you mean, you're in the driver's seat. So yeah. I think that, like, if I had to pick between those three to be the A seed right now, I'd probably go the Pelicans. I think a Pelican, and also I think the NBA, like we met, joked about last week, where like if the Blazers somehow made it a series, they'd find a way for the Lakers to win it. Yeah. I think if it gets this close, the NBA is going to go Zion versus LeBron for a best of seven. Okay. We're going to do that. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm all for it. Yeah. I think everybody is. Who would object to that? Yes. I think that would be incredible. Welcome um, to the NBA, young fella. Yes. <laughs> so are you also going with New Orleans? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After, after, after the information that you have bestowed on me, I'm going to go ahead and, and go with <laughs> the Pelicans. Okay. So on the east side of things, I – whatever. It's, you know, we have to talk <laughs> about it, but it's so like – like I said, we should have just done the first six. So here's who's jaw jockeying for that last playoff spot. Brooklyn, Orlando, and Washington are jobbing for the last two. Sure. So Brooklyn at 30 and 34. They're at 22 and they're at 22 and a half out of first. Obviously, it's not happening. Um, Orlando is a half game behind Brooklyn. And then the Wizards are five games behind Orlando, which mind you, doesn't mean anything. They just have to be within three games of one of those two teams to be able to get a shot. Here's the thing, though. It's not going to happen. because they don't have here's, Bradley B. They don't have Bradley or John B. Wall or, or John Davis Wall. Burton's. Yeah, they, yeah they, they don't have enough players to actually uh, get you anywhere there. Now, Orlando, I think that's a realistic. I think they're the um, seven. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's going to be realistic that they're going to get it, and they should. They're, they're playing on their home turf. Yeah. <laughs> they, didn't to, they didn't have to really go anywhere. I think really Terrence, anywhere. Terrence Ross said his wife delivered his gaming chair to the bubble for him. Very nice. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to the wife there. Nice yeah. move. Yeah. So Washington has the first game against Phoenix, like you mentioned. It's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's yeah. like – it's kind of like the NBA TV playoff series. You're like, all right, no one really cares about the one. I get it. Yeah. They have Brooklyn. They have the Pacers, the Sixers, the Pelicans, the Thunder, the Bucks, and the Celtics. I think they win one of those games. I, I think they're out. I just I don't think any way, shape, or form that they get in. Like it's just no. Plus, like if you're the Wizards, do you want to? I understand this draft's like not great compared to the years past, but I think in this situation where my team's at, where no, I know next year I'm getting Wall and Beal back. I'm you know, I have a chance to sign Davis Bertans back. I think I'd rather go in the lottery and get a guy to go with those guys. Like, what if you have a situation where you can get Anthony Edwards and put him with those two? I would much rather do that than get my ass kicked by the Bucks. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so I think that Brooklyn, even as we make fun of this ridiculous-looking roster, will get in. I think they'll be the eight. I think, like I said, the Magic are the most formidable of those three. I think they get the seven, so I think they play Toronto. Um, Markel Fultz is supposed to be back soon. Alfred Cabino is back. You know, Aaron Gordon has looked pretty good in these games down there so far, which I know I'm never going to get fooled by that ever again. Um, <laughs> actually, I don't think I've ever been fooled by it. I think I've always been the one guy that's been like, 
whatever it's aaron gordon whatever i think that like in this current situation um you know i would say that it would probably go bucks nets (laughs) ouch uh raptors magic elza and then it gets kind of fun celtics pacers and then magic and then uh not magic but heat sixers like Whatever Heat, matchup Heat you get Sixers out of those. Heat is beautiful. Heat Sixers is we beautiful. We have to have it. It's going to be like one of the best first round series, you know. It's going to be great. So here's a little interesting stat for you. Go ahead. Throw it at me. Well, the last three years, as we know, the Pacers have been eliminated in the first round. In the last three years, the Pacers have won three total first round games. Wow. They all came in one series. If they so manage to play the Celtics, like we're hoping and it kind of feels like we're predicting, I would go ahead as far to say, is there any way, shape, or form the Pacers get a game or two on the Celtics? I could see them getting one game. I agree. One game. I think the, the Celtics are uh, a really, really good basketball team this year. They're the team that we thought they were going to be the year before. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, their makeup is a little bit different with, with – uh, you know, some free agent acquisitions that they had over the year. Um, but um, we do know that Gordon Hayward is going to be bailing out on them at some point. Yes, which so. plays a big part in this. Um, but Marcus Smart obviously seems like he's really determined. We know, you oh, know. Oh, so so with those guys, with those those young guys. No doubts. No doubts um, in my mind. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown, who, you know, we – I. I know I, I talked mountains of shit about you know, with that with that contract that he was given, but um, he's been great. He's been he's, he's fantastic. Compli- he's completely lived up to it. He's been yeah. He's been great. Uh, Marcus Smart, um, another guy. These are guys that excel in these kind of moments, uh, especially uh, when they don't have like one other player taking minutes or points away from them. Um, I think Gordon Hayward, you know, he's going to leave. I think he is an integral part of this team, but they're going to have players that are going to step up. Um, so we'll see how much of a difference that makes uh, in the grand scheme of things. But um, yeah, I, the Pacers, uh, their makeup with, with Brogdon and Oladipo back um, and, you know, they could, they could cause some damage. Yeah. This isn't to say I dislike that Pacers team by any means. Cause I like them a lot. I just yeah. don't know what they bring that Boston like is going to be afraid of. You know what I mean? Like, don't be wrong. Would any team in the NBA want Demonis Sabonis right now? Absolutely. He's been like the oh. fourth best center in basketball this year. Like, yeah. He's an, he was an all-star. Yeah, he was incredible. Is he he's better been than Arvidas? What? Do you think he's better than Arvidas Sabonis? Um, Arvidas Sabonis was more of a uh, – I mean, he did most of his damage overseas years right. ago. That's, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. By the time he actually reached the NBA, he was already a little bit older and wasn't putting up the uh, – I mean, he was still great. But, uh, yeah, I would say so. I think uh, in terms I of, do an, too. In, of an NBA career and, and what he has ahead of him, I, I – I, you know, obviously I'm not, I'm not going to put him in the Hall of Fame like his dad yet. <laughs> but, like I said, the majority of his resume took place someplace else. Yeah, uh, before there, and he was he was kind of an older player by the time he reached the league. So, yeah, and I think obviously this time off for Oladipo as he's trying to get his legs underneath him can really go either way. I think it'd be a good thing that he time to rest his injury, but it also could be a bad thing that he still hasn't had a chance to get his legs underneath him. Um, but I think that like 
I don't know. I just think like the Celtics are just everything that the Pacers could potentially throw at them. I think the Celtics have an answer for, and this isn't to say that I don't love Malcolm Brogdon, but I don't think he's better than Kemba Walker by any means. Oh um, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I don't think he's close to that. No. You know, um, I love the player he's become. I think he's a very talented guy. Like I really wish the Bulls would have got him. Obviously they didn't, um, but neither here nor there. So this. Thanks for bringing that up again and making me sad. <laughs> I will say this, so if it's not the Pacers, let's say this goes the way it stands right now, that we see the Celtics play the Sixers. I think the Sixers obviously have had a really weird year where, like, for, like, a big stretch there, for a month there, they just looked awkward. Joel Embiid, you can kind of see, was, like, doing, like, like load management on the court at times. <laughs> um, I think the Sixers could really give the Celtics fits. I think they could potentially beat them. Oh, but I also oh, think yeah. that at that same point, the Celtics could beat the Bucks. So like, I think if I had to pick a team to win the East right now, I'd pick the Celtics. I mean, pick the Bucks, but the Celtics are right there for me. I think I could definitely see a situation where I take the Celtics over the Bucks. I feel, I feel like the Celtics are the only real spoiler team on this, on this Eastern conference, uh, you know, wing of the, of, of the playoffs here. That's going to be able to stand any chance to make it uh, to the top of that. I think the Bucks though are, so locked in right now they're so well coached by coach bud they have the best player literally on the on planet earth right now um they have they just have a really good makeup on their squad they really really do they have some good vets on the team um they're a lot of fun and i i I just i i really do think that Giannis is going to go into some sort of you know michael jordan kobe bryant state of mind where he's not going to lose i mean it wouldn't be it it really wouldn't even be out of the realm to say that they could be the final the 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 favorite to win the nba finals this year i mean i think that they're that good right now i think the lakers are the betting favorites but i think they're very close if i remember what vegas had yeah um yeah i think that like they don't really have a whole lot of flaws. I agree with you. My worry is, you know, obviously George Hill has been incredible this year. He shot 48% from three this year. Like, that's freaking nuts. Yeah. Um, but will we get playoff George Hill? For people so. who think that's a good thing, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, case in point, game one, NBA Finals, sales in 18. We did a podcast on it here on this feed. You can go find it and listen to it. How I think he should get more blame than J.R. Smith does, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, okay. Um, yes, but <laughs> that being said. You're, you're such um, a Cleveland homer at heart. It's <laughs> No, I just love J.R. Smith, okay, Sean? I just okay. do. Sure, sure. Just, just go sit in your Batman-looking chair, all right, and – It's a Bruce Wayne chair, dude. Come on. This is, my, <laughs> but, this, this is my bad cape chair. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I'm with you. I think the Bucks should win the East. I think the Bucks will win the East. I think if I had to pick another team, it would be the Celtics. I think that will be the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but I just – I don't know. I think those three teams right there have a case. I don't – I love the Raptors. I think the Raptors will run through Orlando like it's nothing. I think they'll play Boston really well. I think it's a potential seven games. I think it's potentially be the best series of this playoffs. But when it comes down to it, I just think that Boston's going to have more. And look, we've doubted Toronto for 
years now. They've won a championship, and we still doubt them. And did, they, did that even happen? Was that a dream? No, it, it really happened. <laughs> um, and we're still sitting there like, eh, I don't know. Like, even though Pascal Siakam did, is did otherworldly. Was there a lockout or something? Like, Pascal Siakam is potentially an all, like, second or third team all NBA, and we're still like, eh, I don't know, which we probably shouldn't be. No, just, no, no. They, they, <laughs> Toronto's a really good team. I know we're joking around them, but they are. They yeah. Are really, nobody gives Toronto enough credit, and it's, it's kind of sad, really. But, um, uh, yeah, they're – it's going to be very interesting to see, like like we said, Celtics, probably the one team that wouldn't surprise us if they made it all the way to the NBA finals, they could do it. I feel like we need a Lakers Celtics championship this year. I just feel like I mean, we need it. Like it'd be fun, wouldn't it? Like it's, you know, for obviously like the Kobe Bryant thing where the Lakers are trying to win a title to honor him and, and LeBron and, James on a mission. And, and I'll be honest with you. They could get one or two games in that series. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're not going to win, but they could get one or two games. Yeah, I would definitely pick the Lakers if that happened. Yeah. But I think the Celtics for sure would make it fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. Especially they always like, do. Yeah. I mean, we all seen LeBron James versus the Celtics in the playoffs since 2010. has obviously been favorable to him. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think it'd be fun. Um, so let's go ahead and kind of go through real quick. We obviously both have been very open and honest that we feel like the Lakers will win the West. Um, so this is how we have our playoff series going now after we had this, to do those picks. So I picked New Orleans, so we'll get the eight seed. You pick New Orleans, get the eight seed. Um, I don't think the Pelicans get a game. I think the Lakers sweep them. But I think Zion and Brandon Ingram are going to have moments where they just look awesome. Like, do you remember that year that the Pelicans made it with Anthony Davis and they lost to the Warriors in four, but Anthony Davis made it look like it was like a best of six? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it has that kind of tendency where those two are going to like – We've seen those two just be so good. Like Zion obviously played 20 oh, games. And, and Brandon Ingram being that trade piece for Anthony Davis. I feel like they're, they're, there's, there motiva- should, there's motivation. There should be a, a motivational chip on the shoulder for him during that series. But, uh, you know, we'll see if it, if it uh, you know, comes out. Yeah. And obviously like the Lakers, you know, on the other end of his loss, Alonzo, like Lonzo having a chance to play in the playoffs for the first time and has all these players around him. Like, obviously I know he had LeBron James last year in LA, but like that was so such a, you know, it was such a wonky year with everything that went went down that it was just like, not going to work, obviously. Um, I don't know. I think like, we also didn't count the fact that the Kings are also in that running too, but I just don't see any situation where they get in with all the guys they don't have right now. But I just think with this situation is that, you know, the Pelicans are going to have a game where like, it's going to be like 98 to 96 with like two and a half minutes to go. And all of a sudden the Lakers are going to have to make this run to win the game. And LeBron's going to hit some buzzer beating shot. Like that's going to happen in this series. I do think the Lakers will sweep, but the Pelicans are going to have a game or two where they make it very scary. They are going to, yeah. And this is going to be the, the LeBron and Zion show. I can't wait. I'm excited if it happens. It feels like if like the Bulls had played the Sixers in those like Jordan versus Dr. J days, you know what I mean? It kind of has yeah. that like, yeah. yeah. Cause that was like the guy that Michael looked up to. Like that was like, yeah. you know, yeah. so it, it has that feel to it. Yeah. Um, so in this case, Clippers Mavericks, I think is really fun. It's We're not this, talking about the Mavericks enough. They're the number one offense in the NBA, and I feel like we haven't said a word about we, them. We, we literally have not said one word this podcast about them, and I'm, I'm so excited to see them. 
I think they're going to take the Clippers to seven games. I know I sound crazy. I know that's ridiculous. Don't, but, it doesn't sound crazy to me, man. But I love this matchup. I think just like this excellent offensive team that's like got, you know, one of the four most dynamic players in the NBA running their offense right now at Luka Doncic. Um, MVP all this, candidate. All the shoot, yeah, potentially, you know, is definitely in there. All these shooters they have that can score and make things happen. Seth Curry has um, been incredible. Incredible. This year too. So He's been good. Great. He's been, they've used him so well on that squad. Yes. And then obviously, like, I like their, you know, I like Dorian Finney-Smith. I think he's a really good yeah, basketball player. Yeah, yeah. THJ has been very solid, you know. So, um, I think like THJ is kind of like, people really dislike him for some reason, but I like his game just fine. I think it's just because he got a goofy contract. But he got a goofy contract when everyone's getting goofy contracts. That's usually how that works. Right. So, um. But on the other hand, I think it just kind of comes down to like they're going to have enough guys where they're going to make it fun and make it a game. But it's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the other side. They're going to have Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams back by this situation. Um, I still don't love the Clippers' size, especially down low. Um, I think that's the one thing that keeps me from picking them to win the West. But I think they're going to be fun. Yeah, their, their size is going to be a little bit of an issue. But I, I think uh... – They've got so much talent on the team. It's it it's it doesn't matter. Take a wild guess with Seth Curry shooting from three this year. Thirty-eight percent higher. Really, forty-five. Forty-five percent. Put in context. Here's the crazy thing, Sean. Last year shot forty-five percent. Year before shot forty-three percent. Year before shot forty-five percent. He's a very consistent person. Yes, he's very right. good at, at shooting the basketball. Yeah, that's great. And putting it into the round thing. <laughs> All right, so here's my first round upsets. I got two of them in the West. Okay. Denver Nuggets versus Houston Rockets. I'm taking the Rockets. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Too much star power. I don't even know if it's an upset because it's the West. Yeah. But the James Harden thing where he's had all this time off Plus- and he's – for some reason, you just always like dumping on the Nuggets, Tim. I don't know what it is about you. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a huge fan. Not you're a big just, Nuggets you're guy. Just, you're, a, you're. I mean, it's funny because like Alex, when he was on a show, huge Nuggets fan. Somehow, I don't know how. Like, just loves the Nuggets, <laughs> you know. But you, you were like one of those guys. Like, anytime you can, you can not throw a bone to the Nuggets and discredit them just a little bit, just just a little bit. You're like, it was never intentional. It wasn't like I did it purposely. Like, I just never loved their teams. You're like, like Rockets, uh, star power. They're gonna win. They can do well, it. Here's my thing. I understand that like Jokic is gonna just destroy anyone that this, the Rockets have under because you know PJ Tucker is gonna be like six eight as their <laughs> setter. But at the same point, like when they're throwing Gary Harris and Jamal Murray and say like you guys got to guard Westbrook and Harden for seven games. No, that's not happening. No, no, that's that's a mismatch right there. And Jeremy Grant has like been it's like not been awesome for the Nuggets. I thought he'd be so great for them. No, no. Haven't loved them. No. no. I don't really love the Nuggets bench. I don't really like as fun as this bowl bowl thing has been, I Are don't you... think he plays a part in the playoffs. No, I I, I doubt, you know, I mean we, we love all we love but watching Bowl Bowl. Then again, Eric Gordon's gonna be out for a couple weeks. What if this affects that what if he's not back for the playoffs? It's very true. That's very true. That's another thing. And he's, he's an integral part of their offense as well. So he's their third, he's the third banana. So yeah. um, who knows? 
I'm taking yeah, I'm taking Houston. Okay. So I, like I think it. it'll be I think a Rockets Clippers Western Conference semis. And I'm taking Oklahoma City to beat Utah. Sure. Yeah. I think Chris Paul has just done so much for this team. And, like, we always make fun of Chris Paul for losing in the playoffs or, <laughs> or getting hurt in the playoffs. It's never the first round. The first round, he's always fine. Yeah, you're right. You're not, you're not wrong. But my dream scenario here, Sean, is that somehow, some way or another, Utah drops two spots to the six. In the first round, we get OKC versus Houston. Yeah, yeah. Because that would that be would awesome. Be, that would be pretty interesting. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. That's just like my, like, please, God, do something basketball gods to make this happen. But I, I would be down for that kind of a matchup. Yeah, I just think this whole Mike Conley thing has just been so bad. And Yeah, uh, he's definitely been a disappointment this year. Um, and, you know, and this is – he was due for a little bit of a drop-off, but he's in a new system, and it's – you know, all those years, you know, uh, running the offense down at Memphis. I mean, this is a different team, different makeup. So, yeah. Yeah, and look, I like Donovan Mitchell as much as the next person. If I had a vote, I would definitely be considering him for all NBA because he's been spectacular this year. Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, the way those guys are playing down there, Stephen Adams has been great. We know, obviously, Shaquille Alexander might be – what would you put him? Probably the second guy you would probably put as if you were starting a franchise for, a t- for 25 or under behind Luca. No, sorry, Zion. Third guy <laughs> behind those two. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Tim. Fourth guy behind Ja. Okay, he's fourth. So he's it'd be top, like, we'll say he's top five. Yeah. Okay. Give we'll you a go little with that. wiggle room there. Yeah, because I I like him as a two way player more than I like Trey Young because Trey Young scores a lot. Yeah, and he's a great passer, but like Trey Young on defense is a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I think he won't get any NBA votes because his team's awful too. Yeah. But, um, you know, that like three guard thing we've already talked about with Schroeder and those two guys with Paul, like I think Chris Paul like has this thing where he's just trying to prove to people that like he doesn't, you know, this, this Thunder team is a lot better than they've been given credit and they've shown that all year. And I don't know, like I think Rudy Gobert is obviously going to have an awesome series, but you know, he's going against the one guy that's probably stronger than him in the NBA and Steven Adams. So yeah. like, yeah, I like the thunder of the series, man. I think uh, if this is where it happens, so that would put us at, so the second round would be the Lakers and the thunder and the Clippers and the Rockets. So obviously we've already picked the Lakers to win the West. So let's go ahead and say that like, I think the Lakers beat the thunder sure. in five. Sure. Um, I think Clippers and Rockets isn't very close either. I think it's six. I think the Clippers beat them in. Yeah. And then I think Lakers Clippers is seven games, and I think it's awesome. All seven games. Yeah, I'm 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 fully anticipating a seven game series between the the Battle of LA. Yes, I agree. Do you have any disagreements? Anything I've said so far? You can no, please tell everything, me. No, everything. No, honestly, there's there's nothing that you've said, uh, and it's it's not because I'm I'm just making. Uh, lazy accusations about what, what I think is going to happen. It's just the the best teams are already there, and, right? And, and the talents there, but I feel like everything that we're saying is is pretty evidence. Like I, I we're not like stacking a whole lot of evidence behind a lot of these these hypotheses that we're, that we're throwing out. Yeah, I think there's four teams that can win the title right now. Yeah, you know, like and the Celtics are a distant four. I think they could. 
but I don't think they're better than the other three teams is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um, so Lakers bucks here. I just think like for me, I understand that like Giannis is on this mission. I understand this team has been incredible all year. They've been awesome. They're spectacular. This is like LeBron James trying to win another title. This is LeBron James trying to win in LA. This is Anthony Davis trying to show like continue that continuity of Lakers, big men. Um, even going down to like JaVale McGee is trying to show like, Hey, I'm a guy that needs to be on a championship team. Dwight Howard's trying to get his title. He had that huge thing that he sent to Jameer Nelson about like, I'm going to win. And we said, when we get back to it, if we get back to the finals, we're going to win it. And he yeah. is back in the finals in the yeah. circumstance. Rajon Rondo should be back by then. And I know we've made fun of this all along, but like, you know, he wants to win a title. He especially would love to win a title against the Celtics be, be the only guy that's won for both teams. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when it comes down to it, like if Anthony Davis, LeBron James play the way that they, like we know they, they can play and bet on it. Yeah. I think the Lakers beat everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, especially with how much, especially the Lakers organization, LeBron James has pushed this whole continuation of the season. Yeah. This totally is the guy. Who, them. Yeah. This is the guy who's like, I want to win for my third team. I want to win my fourth title. As my dog comes in to say hello. You guys want to see Nova? Hi, baby. Uh, Nova, who wins the championship this year? Who do you think? He's like, I'm a dog. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, ooh, this is, this is pretty. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, let's end it. I think, you know, Lakers win it. Um, and I but, think it's going to be – But we wouldn't be surprised if it was the Bucks. Or the Clippers. Or the Clippers. And in yeah. long shot, Celtics. Yeah, but I think yeah. those are the four best teams. That's it. I would love to say Miami because I love that team. I just don't think they're there just yet. Not yet. By the way, would you take them to beat the Sixers? I don't think we discussed this. I think I would take them to beat the Sixers. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something sneaky going on with the Sixers, though. I don't, I don't know. I, you think it's been a possum season? I think it's – yeah, I think it might be. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do with, with Ben Simmons running the four now. Uh kind of a risky move to, to throw him out there, but holy shit, if that works, that's going to be a, uh, that's going to be a heck of a season. Yeah. I Series. Agree. I mean, all right. Last thing before we get out of here, because this has been coming up quite a bit the past few days, there have been rumblings out of Chicago, Sean. Stop me if you've heard this before. Ooh. Um, Zach Levine apparently has been expressing that he is tired of losing. He is tired of butting heads with the coaches. Yeah. Will Zach Levine play for the bulls next year. I think he will, but I don't. I think if they're bad by the trade deadline, he's gone. Yeah, there, I don't think there's any way. I think I think that they're going to really evaluate Larry Markinen this year. Um, mm-hmm. um, I've evaluated him though, and I'm I'm kind of done with him. <laughs> but um, I think Zach only Levine, on the Bulls. I think if he went anywhere else, he'd be awesome. Like yeah, I think he'd be a really yeah. good basketball player. Like anywhere that has good player development. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like the um, Pacers. Put him next to Sabonis, you know? Oh, God, that's awesome. Put him next to that. Just make him really tall. I mean, it's it's great. Um, I just uh, – Levine, every year we see these, like, crazy workout videos he's doing, and he looks super in shape. He's one of the best scorers in the NBA. He definitely has trade value. And I really, really do think uh, if he is not traded uh, at the beginning of the year, he won't be on the team by the end of next season. So, yeah. All right, I'm with you. End of story. End of story. 
Well, that has been our bubble preview and predictions. Uh, we're getting excited to see the basketball season come back up. And now we can cover this like all the time. Um, thank God, because we're back not too again. far away. From, we're not too far away from the lottery either. I think the lottery is in like two weeks. Crazy. Um, yeah, we're going to have a lottery. So I think at large bid, the conversation right now is we're going to kind of go through the teams that are eliminated and do episodes to kind of talk about their draft needs and stuff like that, who we think could be good fits for them. Um, so that's the game plan there. Uh, the Shot Callers crew, I know they're just jumping at the bit to do a pod again. And don't forget, we're two episodes away from 500. So we got some fun that we're going to do there for sure. I know we're meeting to discuss that this week. So everyone, the games are back. We're so happy to be doing this again. Have a good night. Basketball is home.